Welcome to our Pini. This is Saratova Beth. Parshas Bahar B'chukaisai. We are learning about, well, B'chukaisai is the chapter, is the Parsha that we say just before Shavuos, and it's quite severe. It's quite strong. And Bahar, there are two pretty very different energies. Bahar is more something of growth. And, you know, a mountain, a high mountain, B'chukaisai is kind of an engraving, something that's goes deep within you, one is sort of outward and one is inward. How do those two come together? So what do you do in life? In life, we really were always, at any given second, we're choosing. You know, do I, do, do I, I use my energy outward or inward? We really, you know, we go through it all the time. So let's see what kind of insights we can get from Bahar Buhu Kaisai, Tafshinun Aleph. And they're ever saying that the union of Rosh Chaydesh Sivan, because that moment that was said, the union of Rosh Chaydesh Sivan is that we came to Midbar Sinai. Here we were, we left Mitzrayim, we left Egypt, we, we wandered in the desert, we traveled, and on Rosh Chaydesh Sivan, we finally came to the desert of Sinai. Now, obviously, that's the place that's connected to Matantaira, Meshkibo Tarim Sinai. And, and not only that, why are we? Why do we need to know that we came to Midbar Sinai? We actually want to know the day that we came to to the bottom of the mountain, don't we? I mean, everything's based on the mountain. The kids, the kids have these little songs about Shavuos and about the mountain and the big mountain, but it wasn't such a big shot mountain. We all know that stuff. So, and Har Sinai, we want to know when they came to Har Sinai, not Midbar Sinai. Not the first. You have to come to the outskirts, the desert. And then eventually keep on going, and there's the mountain. We found we know when we came to the mount, to the desert, and it's actually something important because Midbar Sinai. It says Nitna bin Midbar. We know specifically the Tyra was given in a desert, a hefker place. Whoever wants to come and take, nobody owns it. You ever go into the desert and there's a sign there, private property, please do not. No, there's never. I mean, there might be little sections, but the desert usually belongs to everybody. It's a nomadic kind of place. Everybody wanders around. It's, it's a hefker place. It's kind of funny that we're given a tyra, we're given our tyra. We're, we're put in touch with truth in a place that is completely um, no man's land. Belongs to everybody. So... And that's the place that specifically fits Matantaira. That's where Matantaira began. Um, and, and Hashem says, the Medrash says, the hour that I'm going to give you the Torah. So, when we're learning, when we're reading the Parsha, just before Matantaira, just before Shavuot, we know that we always read about Midbar Sinai before Shavuot. Because, why? Why do you have to read it? Because Midbar Sinai, where we came to on Rosh Chodesh Sivan, is the place where Matan Taira fits. The energy, energy of a desert of Midbar Sinai exactly fits the energy of the giving of the Taira. So what is it? What's this Midbar? <clears throat> As we said, a place that nobody owns. No individual, not even a group. Which means that anybody who wants to, to partake, to be in that place, to come and take, use its resources, 
It's for everybody. And the fact that the Torah is given to the Yidden in such a way, it doesn't mean that Hashem just gave up ownership of the Torah, but rather um the Torah is something that, in a sense, everybody can just come and take from it. You can do something of Kenyan. You can come and take, but it's not a Hefker thing. It's a direct gift from Hashem. In other words, in a sense, Hashem is saying, I'm giving the ownership of the Torah to all Jewish people. Everyone, small, big, etc. It belongs to everyone. So, if we came to Midbar Sinai on this day of Rosh Chodesh Sivan, this Hefker place, a place that nobody really owns, then what's the connection? How exactly, let's just open it up a drop. How exactly does it match the energy of Tyra? And we have to understand the Indian of Midbar in the third month is actually emphasized in the Parsha of the Midbar that we read next week, not this week. So, reading Parsha of the Midbar, so what's that about? Well, of course, we just said it. It's interesting. Why don't why don't we go straight from Bahar Buchu Kaisai into Shavuos? Too severe. There's so many strong sort of curses in Buchu Kaisai. You can't just go straight. In. It's 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 very heavy. You can't go with such heaviness to receive the Torah. So next week we'll learn Parshat Pamidvah. Why? It's not only. It's not only because of its connection. Ezra said, like what I just said, we don't just go with these curses straight into Mount But the connection. So, essentially, again, let's go back. A, a midbar, a desert, the energy, it fits whatever it's about. It fits. Masantara. It fits. What is Masantara? We step into truth. It becomes the very fabric of our being even more closely. We spread that truth to the whole world. Nobody owns it, in a sense. I mean, it's ours, Marasha Kilas Yaakov, but we offer it to everybody. And one other thing, the Chukaisa, Chakika, engraved. Obviously, the Tyra was engraved in the Luchais. The whole Tyra was engraved in the Luchais. The Ten Commandments, the Asterosidibus, engraved. They weren't written. They were engraved in the Luchais, engraved in stone. Okay. So we want to understand, again, it's a whole Tyra. The, the effect of the Tyra is supposed to be it's for the whole world. And it's supposed to be for the whole world. 
So here's a very basic question. This is a question that a child would, would ask. Who's the terrorist? The whole world. How far is it supposed to spread? Out of, out of the whole world. Take the light of Tyra. Take Tyra and the truth of Tyra and the essence of Tyra and the essence of Hashem and Hashem's wisdom and all that. Spread it out. Take the wellspring. Spread it out. Watch the visual. Spread it out to the entire world. Okay? So here's a very basic childlike question. Why do we know where you have to be standing when you're spreading it out? Why is it important to know the specific place in the world where we were given this tyrant? Well, we know. Take it and, and run with it. Spread it out. But why do we have to know about this specific piece of real estate, this desert, this mountain? It had to be in that place. When we're thinking about what does it have to do? It has to spread out and warm up and illuminate the entire world. In order to understand it, we'll take a we'll step back for a second. What's the connection between Tyre and the world? Let's look at the first at, at the Mimer in Mishnah. It says, Basar Mamaras Nivar Ailam. The world was created with ten Mimaras. Of course, what's that all about? How come the world was created with ten things? Why ten? Could have been one. Why ten? Twenty? Sixty? Eighty? It was created with ten things. And it could have been one. And of course, there's a whole explanation that for the Tzadikim and the Rishayim and all that, there had to be ten. Doesn't, good, fine. But still, Hashem, you're infinite. Why do you need to say the Tyra in ten different ways? Just say it in one way. Say it in six ways. Say it in three ways. Why are you picking ten? So, and not only that, the world could have been created with one. It's not just our thought. It's saying that. The Mishnah is saying the world could have been created with one. So, why ten? Number one. When it says it could have been, it means it was. There's no, oh, too bad, it should have been, but it just wasn't. When it says it could have been, it means it was. The world was created with ten things, and the world was created with one thing. They're both happening simultaneously. Not only did they happen once upon a time, at this moment as we sit here, the world is being created every second with ten things and with one thing. So obviously there are two different energies that are coming into the world, and two different energies that are infusing me to step into my full shlichus, my full mission, through ten and through one. So what was created through one? Because I need to know there's me in the, in there's me as I connect to the number one. There's also the world. And there is me and the world as we connect to the number 10. So when Hashem created the world simultaneously with one, the Maimir Echad, what did he create? He created, we'll be Kabbalistic for a second, the Matthias of Yesh. The Chaimer Arishan, the primal matter that's equal. Just generic primal matter. The possibility that Hashem could be hidden and you could have something that doesn't look like him. It's called a yesh. 
Hashem made it possible. The biggest miracle is that Hashem made it possible to hide himself. How do you hide yourself if you're everywhere and everything? The biggest, first big, big bang, big wow was he concealed himself and created the possibility of a world. One thing, generic, with one mimer. That was huge. Once you have that, then he created lots of different kinds of things through the, the path, through ten different pathways. That one is probably a lot easier. So, oh, the Tiruf, Mechilufi, Isias, has Mishagor, Barela, Sha'arim Panim, Bachar, the Sefer Yitzirah, explains it, etc. Right? So, look it up in Sefer Yitzirah. All the billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of details of this yesh, this thing that looks like looks like something other than Hashem, looks like its own, you know, my own thing. You know, people say in the world, they say, I'm doing my thing. Okay, they're doing their thing. <laughs> All these things in the world, they come through these ten channels. But there is a possibility of there being a thing, a thing in the world that looks like it's not necessarily from Hashem, that was from the first mimer. Hashem did it on purpose. Then he said, I can't just hide myself generically. Now, I'm here to create a world in which you don't really see me so obviously. And lots of details in the world. Infinite. Once upon a time, there were three flavors of ice cream. Whenever ice cream was developed, when it was first invented, I don't know when it was, there were probably there was chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Even in, I guess, the 40s and the 50s and the 30s, there was chocolate, vanilla, and strawberries. Kind of a joke now. Chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry there. Imagine, once upon a time, there was just vanilla ice cream. Sometime, whoever discovered, whoever created it. So all these billions of things. So what's the difference between this one mimer, mimer echad, which creates what? Briyas hayesh me'ayin ve'efes amuchlas. Hashem creating a yesh, the possibility of him being hidden. How does Hashem do it? He sort of has to push away from himself. It's called in Kabbalistic language, He kind of pushes the world away from himself. And you can actually, without too much effort, see the world not looking very godly. It doesn't take a lot. Most people manage to see it that way. They don't see Hashem. Hashem pushes this creation away from them so much that people don't realize that he's in it. Pretty common. What does it emphasize? It actually emphasizes how amazing Hashem is. That he can conceal himself when he's everything. If you fill the whole world, where in the world are you going to hide? It's called the Maimer Echad Yachol Yisbar. Or the Kaichu V'yachalta Livra Yesh Me'ayin Be'efes HaMuchlet. Kaichu Atmos. That's a pretty amazing thing, to be everything and everywhere and hide. So, and his whole existence, so this world, the possibility that he can hide, the fact that there's a world is actually, the wow is not, wow, look at the world. The wow when he creates the world with one mimer is, wow, how did he manage to hide himself? That takes talent. And what does it tell us? It tells us that, 
it tells us that Hashem is pretty wow. I'm sorry to say those in those words. It reveals his kayach and his ability in that he can do that. He can create a world, so far just generic, one possibility of a world, but hide himself, wow. The experience there is, wow, awe of Hashem. Go try to fill a whole, fill up a whole room and hide yourself. Can't do it. Go try to fill up the whole existence. Plus, plus, and hide yourself. That's pretty amazing. That shows on the Kayach of Hashem. Once that was done, so to speak, or simultaneously, what does Hashem create with the Asar Mamaris, the Ten Mamaris? All the billions and billions of details. There the emphasis is not so much on, wow, Hashem. But the emphasis is on the world. Oh, look at that. That flower, that flower is really beautiful. Look at that bud that's just coming out now. The, the fully blossomed flower is very beautiful. But the tiny bud is really special. Wow. And that flower is different from that one. No paint. Artists, you know, they see every flower and, you know, it's a whole thing for them. Each flower is totally different from the other one. That wow of the world and how each thing is different from the other, that comes from the ten, through the Ten Mimars. And it emphasizes the importance of every detail in the world, corresponding to the Esosphere and the Eser Tchunos and the Ten Abilities within everything. So, this also is this, this one and ten exists in everything. It's the paradigm for everything. Because the Maimaris of, of Maisabratius, these ten sayings create the world. They correspond to the ten commandments. The Aserah Sidibris. So if there are Aserah Maimaris, ten Maimaris to create the world, and Asera Sedibra's Ten Commandments, and there was really one mimer to create the world, then there has to be one commandment of Tyra. The whole Tyra is ten, but it's really one. So what's the, what's the one? So it says about modern Tyra, Achas Diber Lechim Shtaim Zushamati. There are two, two energies, if you want to use that word, in Tyra. There's the one, mimer Echad. It's Hashem's wisdom. It's Hashem's essence. That's the one that's a tire. It's simply, what is the tire all about? Hashem and his essence. That he's one with his chachma, etc. And we're one with that. And it's all one thing. Tire is all just one. It's very simple. The chachma of Hashem. Very simple. What's the two or the ten of Tyra? When you divide up Hashem's wisdom into their infinite number of books. They're, the oral Torah really is infinite. The written Torah has a certain number of letters, a certain number of chapters and sentences. But the explanation, the deeper understanding of it, is infinite. That's the ten of Tyrus. There's Will we ever have run out of things to discover in Tyra? Never. Because it's an infinite energy. And we actually have really 
I don't, I don't know what words you could say, barely scratch the surface. We feel like you walk into a bookstore and wow, there's so many scarum and it's so amazing. And really, as the says, it's have a little, If they, we will discover in you, Mysa Mashiach, when we really go into the shades and the depths and the colors and the flavors and the, of, of Tyra and the infinite levels that are really will just, each one will light up a different part of our life and our personality and our mind and our heart and every we'll just ding 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 all the time and we'll just discover journeys upon journeys upon journeys infinite journeys we really have hardly started just we sort of read you know the preface to the book through Chabad Hasidus through Panini Zatira. The infinite, the book is called Infinite Journeys. Remember the old books, by the way. The old books used to be, you know, you read a book and it has a certain number of words and sentences and chapters and that's the end. It was a, um, books, a, a book in a box. It was a fixed book. There was a beginning and end. That's it. No more. The new kind of books, let's say if it was nonfiction, the new kind of books, at the end of every chapter, it says, to go deeper into this, go to, let's say the name of the book is Infinite Journeys. To discover more, go to www.infinitejourneys.com slash first chapter, um, seeing myself. And when you go to that website, which is part of the book, the website has no end. There's stuff being added all the time. And it takes you from one to the other to the other to the other. So the books aren't even uh, finite anymore. They're open, growing, evolving sources of information and knowledge. Even the books. So the Tyra is an open, flowing source of wisdom and Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's knowledge, Hashem's essence. There is no end. And we're just, just, just kind of looking at the cover page of the book since the time of the Alter Rebbe. So, through Maimer Echad in Tyra, what do we reveal? The Maimer Echad in the world. When we tune into that aspect of Tyra, not all the details of Tyra, but the fact that it's Hashem's wisdom and essence, it enables us to, to tune into that energy in the world. In which, wow, the world is all about one thing. Hashem is the, is, is the, is the everything of the world. When we tune into the Asarma Maris of the Tyra, the Ten Commandments, we re- reveal the Asarma Maris in the world. So, and we're going to see in a second, you know, we could ask, well, which one do we think is better? So through the Maimer Echad in Tyra, what do we what do we find out when we learn Tyra in this way? We realize this is all about Hashem. It creates in us a certain bittel, a certain ability to see that by stepping out of ourselves. In, in the one mimer of Tyra, I'm not focused on self. I'm focused beyond myself because I want to reach a very bigger, a much bigger destination. 
So I feel there that myself is holding me back from going to these infinite places. So it's classically called gittel. It creates a certain gittel, which is a nice and a terrible. In other words, I know. What do I feel from that? Not so much all of the details of Tyra, but rather the oneness, the Chachma of Hashem. And it enables me when I learn it that way, which that's what Chabad Chassidus is about, it enables me by learning it more and more to reveal the Maimer Echad in the world, to look at the world and not see the problem, but see the opportunity and the essence of Hashem in every situation. As the Rebbe says, open your eyes to see Mashiach, the more I learn Pneumia Satira, the more I learn the Maimer Echad of Tyra, the oneness of Tyra, the essence of Tyra, the deeper parts that are there not to tell me what to do, you know, what halacha do, what is the mitzvah to do, but rather what's the essence of the whole mitzvah, the more I learn that, the more it trains me and trains my muscles, even my mental muscles and my spiritual and heart muscles to see the world and everything that's coming at me in a very holistic way. To feel the unity of the world and to feel, wow, this is a very godly place. It's the garden. It becomes less of an effort and more of an automatic reaction the more I learn the oneness of Tyrus. Deep, deep chassidus. I, I look out, I start to look out at the world and what I start to notice is that I'm noticing in the world the kayak of Atmos. It's called kayak of Atmos Shemahavit Ailam Neayin I start to experience in the world in Home Depot, you know, go and drive me to Home Depot, trying to find a parking spot at Home Depot. I start to experience the Kayach of Atmos, which animates the world and brings it from nothing to something. That's the perk of learning the Maimer Echad entire, the deep, learning it in a, in a way of that, the deeper Hasidus. Now, I also have to learn the details. What do you do now? What do you do then? What? When I learn the Asar Maimaras entire, there are all the different halachas. What time is candle lighting tomorrow night? I need to know. But it brings me, and, and, and really I'm focusing on the things of the world. Time, the clock. What time am I finished cooking? You know, what time am I going to get to the candles? Are there enough candles? All those details. It brings me to kol matecha yu l'shem shemayim. B'chol Knowing Hashem within all the details of the world. It become it starts to become palpable to me that the Taichan and the Maila and the importance of the world is Yasarma Maris. Of the Yasarma Maris. I start to understand wow. I start to sink it all up and start to see in the details of the world Yasar and the ten spheres of Hashem, the fullness of Kedusha, because ten is fullness, as it comes down into the world. Or to say it in one more in one one more summation, the pa'ula, the effect of Maimer Echad, 
is bittel of the world. Mitzaratma. Without Hashem, it's nothing. The effect of the Maimer Echad is bittel of the world. Lifting up from the world, lifting it up. And the effect of the Asar Mamaras is the existence of the world, that it should be permeated. One is, you focus on the world. Maimer Echad, sorry, Maimer Echad, you're focusing on Hashem, not on the world. Asar Mamaras, you're focusing on the world and its uniqueness and all the different parts of the world. <clears throat> you're focusing on the Matthias of the world, that it be permeated with Kedusha, drawing down. Which one's better? Classical answer, you could say, of the Rebbe, Yesh Each one has its own advantage. The Mila of revealing the Asar Mamaras, that the Milo revealing the Asar Mamaras. Hashem is, in, is enclosed in all the different things of the world, lots of different ways. And it comes into the world, really the world. Parking lot, Home Depot, where's your, where's your receipt over here? Wait, you need somebody to carry it to the car. Can you leave your car in front of the door? Oh, do you want to get a plant on the way out? Right? All of that. Godliness becomes, you're focusing on godliness invested into all of that. But, how far can you get? How much godliness can you reveal and how much can you recognize? The revelation of Hashem, when you're focusing on the world, Asar Mamaras, is only the level of Hashem the level of Hashem that has a connection to the world. There, what you access is not the connection of the aspect of Hashem that's above the world, but the one that goes into the world. When you're experiencing Hashem in the aisle where they sell the doorknob, it's a lower level of Hashem than you experience when you're learning a mimer. You're still experiencing Hashem, but it's very different. Not only you're different, it's a different level of Hashem that you're experiencing when you're looking over doorknobs in Home Depot. The mile of the revelation of Maimer Echad, which is above the world, is you experience a level of Hashem above the world. Much more lofty. Problem is, you can't bring it down so much into the world. So, you experience unbelievable things of levels within Hashem. You, really unbelievable things. But it's hard to translate into your everyday life. Okay, so now I have to get in the car and go to Home Depot and, and it's hard to, it's hard to pull the two together. You know, it's hard to feel what you felt when you were learning the mimer when you're walking through the aisles trying to figure out which doorknob is for you. So what do we do? Put the two together. Put the Maimer Echad, the levels of Hashem above the world, and draw them down into the details of the world, Asar Maimar. That's the whole point. Then Hashem is revealed in its whole essence. 
not just his level, the levels in him that relate to the world, but the levels in him that are above the world. Even And we're down here. And this, the effect of Tyre in the world, through my, one mimer and ten mimeras, we emphasize, is emphasized in Spheres Aimer that we do in these weeks. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So, when it comes to Spheres Aimer, we're just going to speak about it for a minute. Here, the Rebbe is focusing on Lag Aimer, which is Haid Shiba Haid, and Haid is the end of all of the, the, the main Spheres. Because there are really five of the Chesed Vort and a Chayd. That's where it ends. And from Chayd Sheba then you go down into sort of more external, focusing outward. And we begin a type of Hashpa out, outward. And so what's happening from Chayd Sheba Chayd? Meir Gili or Elyon Shelemailamis Chalkos. From that moment, that point of Chayd Sheba Chayd, Lagba Eimer, they're shining. An or alien above division of above the division of all the different midas. How? Through beginning it with bittel of chayda. That's chayd shabahayd. And from that you have the revelation of pinim misatayra. So um, we're going to jump a bit here. So what does it have to say? Let's just look into for a minute. Bahar bechukaisay. Bahar is godless and gvaz. It's a mountain is tamech. It's the vegetative of the diamond. It's 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 basically rocks. It's rocks that grow. Believe it or not, it seems that mountains are always growing. For us, that means my way of avoid in a way of his chalkos, all the details. But I that means I'm constantly changing. Um, I probably know. I do know that I do know how to say papa papa in in Italian. I know how to say the sirkashes, or at least. Um, by the That's about all the Italian I know, but it's growing. I'm sure maybe somebody will teach me, you know, something else in Italian. It's kind of it's it's growing. That's me, constantly growing. The tnu of smicha, blossoming, growing. Wow, your Italian got really good. Where'd you learn it? Uh, it went online. You know what? If anybody saw, this was very moving. Um, when they the Abraham Accords first came about. And you see that um, uh, Netanyahu is having a conversation on Zoom with, um, or some kind of video communication with um, a young head of the United Arab Emirates, one of the young members of the royal family or something. And they're having a conversation. It seems to be Lahab, and it seems a very nice conversation. They're speaking in Hebrew, and the Arab fellow is speaking in. Fluent Hebrew. So Netanyahu asked him, Adani, you know, may I, may I know, you know, where do you know Hebrew from? He said, I learned it online. Literally. Here's the Arab head of the United Arab Arab Emirates. I think that was the country. He says, I learned it online. He wanted to know Hebrew. Where are you going to learn Hebrew in the United Arab Emirates? Then. Now it's different. It was beginning to be different. He went online and he learned it. He blossoms every day. He got better. Sounds like you grew up in Israel. He learned it online. So you can learn Chinese online. You can do, you know. 
there are ways to keep on blossoming, keep on growing into, you know, no matter what age. Absolutely no matter what age. I just saw a whole little video yesterday about somebody who was a 94-year-old grandmother and, and uh, you know, they got her earthing, putting her feet for half an hour a day on, on the earth. And uh, she started taking on new ha- hobbies and doing new stuff. It gave her a whole new life force. That's the, the idea of the blossoming. It's like the mountain that's constantly growing. You know, there's a certain base, but it's constantly growing. That's Bahar, the Kaisai. A whole other thing, Chakika. The letters in the Tyra that are engraved, the Nukud of Atmis that's engraved in us, that creates a bittle in us, higher than what we understand, a certain bittle to Hashem. Putting them together, Bahar B'chukaisai, in one, in one Shabbos, you're putting together the deep, the, the, um, Division into details being brought, being permeated with the Nukud of oneness. And so Bahar Sinai, Sinai, is the Gematria Selim, a ladder. And we know obviously a ladder connects the lower and the higher. So Parshat Midbar, Midbar is from the word Dibur, speech, the speech of Tyra, speech of Tfila. And the two together, Midbar, Dibor with a mem, the person who speaks. And the person who speaks, Tyra, changes the world. The Mila of the person who speaks the words of Tyra. So, we're saying... Um, medaber, daber, dibor is speech, the speech of Tyre. Medaber is the one who speaks. You get to speak. You speak, Hashem sits opposite you and he speaks too. You're the medaber. The focus is on you. You look like you're the one who's, really Hashem is telling you what to say, but it looks like you're doing it. It's supposed to be that way. You're the medaber. Same letters for midbar. In medaber, you are the focus and you should be the focus. Somebody hears you, oh, so how was her speech? We noticed her. It's not a blank screen. Now, Midbar is the same letters. Midbar is a place where you cannot live. No person can live in a Midbar. So one is an energy where you are the main event. And the other one is the energy where you don't exist. You can't even be there. Why can't you be there? It's higher than you. So the ultimate is to put the two together. And we'll see. So now, why is the Tyra given in a Midbar, the Hefker place? Midbar Sinai? So Midbar is a Hefker place. Um, meaning, it's a place higher than you. So it makes you, the speaker, tune into something way higher than yourself so that you emerge a higher you and a higher you. It keeps lifting us up by the Torah being given in a midbar. We're the medabers. The Torah is for us to be medaber. The Torah is given to us that we should speak words of Torah. So speak words of Torah. Be a medaber. Speak. Don't just think. Exist. Be noticed. Be noticeable. Be visible. Do it. Openly speak. Don't just sit and think Torah. 
but where in a midbar, in a place where you don't exist? How can I, how can I talk if I don't exist? Oh my goodness, right? Right. Because when I'm speaking from a place beyond my existence, my speech becomes a much bigger speech. And I become a much bigger me. I lift up to a, a, um, a more transparent self, which is a more expansive self, and a more focused, laser beam focused, powerful self, which is the self of Hashem, which is expressed through me. And what I can accomplish becomes infinite. So, and the Tyra is given in Midbar, Rishitha Rabin. It's a place for everybody. Meaning the level of Tyra that has a connection to the Rabin, you know? <clears throat> everybody can go there. Or Yeshishim Ribu Isis Latyra. Um, the level of Tyra that, you know, connects to the world. The people of the world can have it. And Midbar is a Hefker place, a level of Tyra that's completely higher than the world. That's the place where it's, if you tune into it, it becomes really incredible. And really it's so high, we wouldn't be able to even have access to it. But Hashem makes it available to us. Nicen, Rishus. He gives permission for us to have access to it. Color right to the Kabbalah You can, we can access it. And that's what we see in the Darashvi. You know that regular old people can come and have access to very deep in Yanim that only Rabbi Shem and Bar Yochai could reveal or could understand. And somehow they've been brought down in such a, so many levels that we can understand them too on our own, own level and have access to them. So the fact that Tyra was given in the Midbar to show that the fullness of Kabbalah to Tyra is when we receive the levels of Tyra completely above the world. So to end off, why is the Tyra given in the Midbar? So you're the Medaber, you're the speaker, you're the main event, you're the one who speaks these words of Tyra and told you, you're the main event. And yet the Midbar is a place where you can't be there, you're not there. So to speak, it's, it's not your, it's not your home, which is the place you pass through, and it's a Hefker place. So you have two realities going on at the same time. You're there, you're not there. You exist, you don't exist. And by tapping into the, the, the Tyra that's given in a Midbar is a place, a Hefker place, which belongs to everybody, which in a way people walk on the sand and they don't say, oh, excuse me, to the sand, I'm so sorry that I displace you. Because the sand has no ego. The sand, in a sense, it has no ego. And and the Tyra being given in that place shows on a level of Tyra that's way higher in, than the world. But he gives it to us. And so when we receive those higher, higher levels of Tyra, the midbar part of Tyra, that it's so high we can't own it, in a sense. It's, it's higher, we can't bring it into the world. That, in a way, it's can't have it you can't have it but on the other hand you can you just can't put your hands on it so in order for us to reach this aspect this level of Tyra that you can't really put your hands on Hashem has to give it to everyone in a Hefker place because the energy of that level of Tyra is 
way above everyday reality. Hashem has to give it to you in a place that's way above everyday reality. A midbar, a hefker place. And so, and the fullness of the giving of the Tyra in such a place, way above everyday reality, in a midbar, will be in the future. Tarah Hadashim the Tarah Hashem, way higher than the world, will come out of Hashem and be given down to us down here and it will go out of his ownership, so to speak, and he will give to all of us. So, and when we came to this Midbar and to Har Sinai, but Midbar Sinai, we know, we all camped as one. We were able to reach that energy which was way beyond ourselves, our, 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 our everyday selves. Our unique selves are amazing and they're needed. And yet there's another aspect at the same time which was way beyond our unique selves when we blend with everyone. Hating Machlaikas and loving Shalom. And going out of, there are, there are moments to be in oneself and moments to be out of oneself and merging with everyone. And when we merge with everyone, it's not just a merge with all people and all Yidden, but when we do, we, it's sort of like we all, if once we merge together, it puts us in the up elevator and we go to the millionth floor, which we, we, we have no access to that elevator by ourselves. You know, you come to the elevator and say, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, no one's allowed in this elevator. But somehow, when you come as a group, everybody together, the doors just open and they say, please walk right in. I don't know how they fit everybody in the elevator. So the whole world just, they just make the whole world into an elevator. Basically, if you come to that elevator door alone, they're not letting you in. It doesn't even open for you. But once we all pack together and merge as one, one entity, Somehow the earth just lifts us all up and we don't need the elevator. It just takes us right up to an infinitely higher level. And that happens specifically in the Midbar, in the desert, which is which is not a place where someone owns it, it's mine. So somehow we're just all lifted up. And from being lifted up to that level, we're now able to the, reach the place at which we can receive this Tyra that otherwise we, we wouldn't quite... Um, it just wouldn't resonate with us. We're like, what? I don't know. What is that? Plus. And it becomes, all of a sudden, so familiar to us. It's kind of like, I guess, you know, you come there. When you see, when you learn a deep mimer, you come to places where you feel like, that seems so familiar. Strange. You don't feel like you've ever been there before. But you get to places that feel very, very strangely familiar. Because your soul has been there before on some level. And that's the only place that your soul feels grounded, safe, connected. All the good words. Expansive, loving, warm. You name it. Take all the good words and add it to it. And that place, and that Hefker place, a higher level of Tyra, there's a, there's a, there's a memory, a past memory, a future memory, a present memory, a sense of, this is it. This is a zone. And that's denoted by the energy of the desert, the Midbar. And so just before Shavuos, we read Parshas Midbar, And we come to that level. We come to that place. And we and, and it enables us to become, <clears throat> excuse me, from receiving the Torah, the Midaber, the one who then comes back into the world 
You know how you, you go on an amazing trip and you've been on this, you know, round the world trip for three months and then you come back and, and you get together with, with your friends and you tell them everything you experienced as much as you can, you can give it over of what you experienced on that trip and it's pretty amazing. So we reach that place together on Mount Tyra, and then we bring it into the world and tell the whole world, I've been there. I've seen the mountain. Right? You ever hear that before? I've seen the mountain. And this is what it's like. And then we start to permeate it into every life, everyday life through being a Madabra, the speaker of Tyrus. So may it be that way before this Shavuot, we find ourselves being the Madabrin, the ones who speak Hashem's words together with Hashem, so that our speech totally unifies with Hashem. To speak the words of Tayyar Khadashim Yiti in the Gula Mitzvah Shleiman. It should be immediately now.